let slip through my fingers. Ski. Hello. <laughs> and a man who is on loan from the Blanche Devereaux collection. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Gently used. Uh, today we are going to be going over Season 5, Episode 23. The oh Man, I knew I was going to have trouble with this when mm-hmm. I brought it back up. The Mang, uh, Mangia Cavallo Curse uh, makes a lousy wedding mm-hmm. present. That's one of the longest titles they've had. Yeah, maybe. I, I would have to guess it's the longest one to this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and I do think I, I said his name right. Cause I think it's Mangia Cavallo. I um, believe so, yeah. So I think that would be pretty close anyway. Yeah. But you know the episode. Season 5, episode 23. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the number is so much easier to say. Exactly, yeah. Ski is going to be doing our recap today, but uh, before we get into that, I did have a couple listener interactions that I wanted to mention. Fantastic. Um, one of our recent episodes I had posted, uh, it was 72 Hours was the name of the episode. Nice. And I had made a post that uh, I think that in order to simulate the uh, agony that Rose went through for those 72 <laughs> hours that our listeners should listen to the episode 72 times. Um, and uh, Stacy had mentioned that, or had replied to that, if we listen to 72 times, uh, we'll have more than earned a 72-hour podcast from the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> and I said that if uh, this episode hits 7,200 downloads, <laughs> then I'll commit to a 72-hour episode but couldn't guarantee the quality of, epi- of hours two through 72. <laughs> two through 72. <laughs> yeah. And she said she I was... I think we pretty solid through three hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, but she said she's certain that two through 72 would be just as good as the first hour. <laughs> It'd be just as accurate to say just as bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a good comeback, though. Well, and I did say, sadly, that's a very accurate statement. <laughs> At one. some point, we could just turn on a movie and just kind of talk through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start doing a commentary on something to... Keep the time going. Um, Read the ingredients off a box of Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Play the part of yellow number five. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Hughes. Um, we also got a message from uh, Numi. Uh, she posted hey. a happy midsummer um, that yes. she hopes we all enjoyed our pickled herring, fresh potatoes, graved salmon, and strawberries. Yes. And uh, will we drink schnapps, sing schnapps songs, and make a midsummer poll? Any flower wreaths? Yeah. And that uh, specifically that I'd look so cute in a flower wreath. You would. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And I said our mid... I kind of want to make him one now. <laughs> <laughs> I said that our Midsummer reference is the Florence Pugh movie, uh, so we are just going to light a man on fire. <laughs> 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 I said it's not the typical tradition. Seems close enough. <laughs> right, exactly. I said it's not the typical tradition, but we have a good time celebrating the new season. Yeah. Um, and then she said that they started doing that after the movie, actually, <laughs> and that nothing... Uh, Celebrates the Earth's fertility as a uh, burned body. <laughs> well, Very nice. To yeah. ashes we shall return. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just one last one to mention. Today. I come from a long line of ashes. <laughs> <laughs> one day you'll return. <laughs> exactly. But uh, we got a message from Angel uh, saying, Angel. "Let's hear, yeah, let's hear Brent rub his teeth against the microphone." And I asked her not to give you any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you just have. Yeah. She also sent a message saying, you know, reiterating that they'd like to you know, have a conversation with us uh, uh-huh. on her off air. And I said that oh, I'd yeah. talk to you guys about That's it. That's a cool so, idea. Yeah. So I'm talking to you about it now. And cool. perhaps when we get together for our next recording session. I am session. pro that. So. so by the time you hear this, Angel, maybe we would have already talked by then. Maybe. So Maybe. Let me mull it over. Um, speaking of... Um, Teeth on the microphone. Uh-huh. There's this lady at work who's always sending out awkward emails, mm-hmm. and like, does she know they're awkward? Or? No, she oh. just speaks funny. Oh, okay. She just, I don't know, just kind of the way she conveys yeah, her thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like once she was like, you know, <clears throat> put cheeks in seats, you know, <laughs> which I get what she was going for. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard variations of that. And then one time she was like, oh, those two departments go together, like. Syrup and pancakes, <laughs> which again, I get her point. It's right. just an odd way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. And the other day, she was saying something like, um, "That project needs to put some meat, or that project needs to put some teeth on meat." <laughs> which, yeah, uh, which I think I know what she was going for. Right, so. progress maybe. I don't know, but but putting teeth on meat is what I thought of when Angel said I should put some teeth on the microphone. Uh. <laughs> Well, I'd have to think. I won't go any further into the teeth on meat. Um, yeah, but It'd be I'd, a very dirty connotation. Yeah, right, exactly. But I'd, uh, 
I'd have to think that she's looking at it and she's like, well, I know the sentiment, but I don't want to use that old, you know, mm-hmm. uh, worn out saying, like, this goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. pick <laughs> something. Uh, yeah, she's being know. progressive in her choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was probably proud of herself for not saying flapjacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Johnny Cakes. Exactly. <laughs> That's the I would have liked Johnny Cakes. Nailed better. it. <laughs> right. so. Well, I don't have any other interactions, but before Ski kicks off the recap, yeah. uh, he walked in today with. What looks like someone attacked him with a weed eater against his, <laughs> uh, his calves. I don't know what's going on down there. but Looks like there's a ride in the mink farm in his garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many minks. They, they revolted again. Well, I guess I don't want to die. Yeah. It is ridiculous. But um, but what, what exactly happened to your to your? So audience? actually, was it you that said the uh, weed whacker? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. Ah. <laughs> it was my, like I was using it. Actually, it's older than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, happened a while ago, and... Uh, you just haven't healed right. I uh, actually had like some salve once, I bought. Once you got to like the thirty seventh nick, you should have just put the weed whacker <laughs> well, down and called a professional. <laughs> I didn't know it was even happening. I just, <laughs> well, just, <laughs> well, I, I was I felt like getting hit by stuff, but it didn't hurt, right? It wasn't until you realized your shoes were full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's got it's gotten progressively worse because like I it'll itch in, at night. Uh-huh. Right, and I'll scratch at it, uh-huh. so it yeah. hasn't healed right, gotcha. and it's totally my own fault. Like <laughs> yeah. some kind of weird, like OCD thing where I, I, I'll wake myself up, scratch, and I'm like, "Gosh, dang it!" Yeah, yeah, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. You so, might want to see a doctor. Not only the fact that you have no feeling below the waist, um, but well, not oh. that <laughs> he gets his kicks above the waistline. Sunshine. <laughs> That's a good, good callback. Thank you. Um, <laughs> your favorite line ever from a or no, wasn't that true? One night in Bangkok. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ski, for listening to me. <laughs> well, but I feel like there was a, a a person you went on a date with that that was their favorite line. Yeah, ever, yeah, correct? yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's uh, that? I don't want to hear that story. A uh, young lady I spent social time with when I was 21, 22. If you listen to the episodes, he mentioned it before a while back. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that. Yeah, but I believe it happened. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> we have had like a hundred and whatever twenty episodes or something <laughs> like that that we've recorded so far. So. Missing a reference here and there, I think is okay. I'm doing five of the last seven. Five of the last seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you mean for this season overall? Yeah. Let's see. So, yeah, you did two in a row. The last two were both Brent episodes. Uh-huh. And then you'll be doing one probably two or three from now. So you'll probably do four of the last, or five of the last seven from this point. For this season. Because you said I had to do the next, next week I'm off, but then I have to do the two weeks after that. No, you do one. Okay, so I don't have to do both of those? No, no, you would just do one and Ski would do one. I was oh, actually okay. going to volunteer to do them both because they're two part Oh, sweet. Oh, Thank okay. You. Well, that's cool. You. And then you'll just have the recap. Then. Yeah, if something, happen, after. Gotcha. if something crazy happens, I'll let you know. But Okay, so you should just... go ahead and just do one. <laughs> <laughs> Pencil it in now. <laughs> we know that Ski's life is, is nothing if not crazy. <laughs> that is true. I'll give you that much for sure. Yeah, but yeah, between you having no feeling in your calves and the fact that that, that this happened a long time <laughs> hey, ago and there's still... it clearly has feeling. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe it's starting to come back and eventually it'll just be in <laughs> searing pain <laughs> when the nerves recover, but... Something yeah, to look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice to have something on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, if uh, do either of you two have anything else to add before Ski jumps into the recap? Not this week. Okay. All right, well, then I'll hold that thought. For uh-huh. a week. <laughs> <laughs> Seven days. Right. Bated breath. All right, Ski, we'll go on. Then. All right. As he uh, mentioned, it's season five, episode 23, the Mangia Curse makes a lousy <laughs> wedding present. I think Mangia Cavallo, right? Yeah. Is that how we say I believe it? so, yeah. <laughs> so we open the kitchen. We see Ro- uh, Rose pours a glass of juice for uh, Sophia and herself. Uh, as she sits at the table, uh, Dorothy comes into the room. Uh, Rose wishes her a good morning, and Dorothy snaps back that she didn't want to hear it from her, from Brian Gumble, and she didn't want to hear it from her. That's right. Uh, Dorothy explains that she's uh, upset that she doesn't have a uh, date to her goddaughter Jenny's upcoming wedding. Mm. Uh, Sophia comments that uh, it's humiliating, and then clarifies that it's humiliating for herself. <laughs> have either of you ever gotten pissed off at someone for being too cheerful? Um, I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think I, I have definitely either. have been. So the guy that someone was pissed off about being cheerful. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that about you. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a whole department at your job that thinks you're too happy, go lucky. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, I don't think I've ever had a situation where, even if I'm in a bad mood, 
It yeah. really doesn't make my mood any worse or irritate yeah. me to see someone in a good mood. Yeah, exactly. It's not a zero-sum game. Or right, something. yeah. I'm sure so, like they're taking all the happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, share some of that with me, you son of a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> I've probably talked about before, and I apologize to our listeners if, if it's a repeat, but uh, Lindsay, the girl I used to work with, I told you about her. I she, maybe, but... She seemed angry about anyone being happy. Uh, <laughs> and George Lindsay? Say what? George Lindsay? Yeah. No. <laughs> George Goober Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, in my last job, there was a girl named Lindsay. And, uh, George? <laughs> we're pretty close to that. Yeah, I yeah. Tell me that. But it really seemed like others being happy mm-hmm. or having joy in their life mm-hmm. irked her at a deep level. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much so that in her own life, when she saw others suffering or upset, mm-hmm. it brought her joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really miserable person. Yeah, well, it, it, by the time I left, it seemed like something had changed in her life. Because at first, like, I hated working with her. She was just a miserable person to be around, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. But uh, then I saw her after she, she ultimately uh, wanted to come back to our team because she had transferred to another department. Mm-hmm. And I was the team lead at the time. And my whole team came to me after hearing that she was going to come back. Like, you got to stop this. <laughs> so I... It was very awkward. I had to go to HR mm-hmm. and talk to our HR director who had already offered her the job uh-huh. and said, look, she's going to ruin whatever chemistry we have with this team. It's working real well right now. you got to rescind the offer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she did. But then I saw Lindsay again maybe, I don't know, maybe six, seven months after that mm-hmm. outside of you know, the plant. And uh, she, had, she was like leaving the uh, place where like you go to do board games. Oh, okay. It's like a gaming reserve or sure, something. Sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, she seemed really happy, and she said hi to me like a normal person, and it was <laughs> almost sweet. <laughs> but uh, so I hope she's living a good life and happy now. Yeah, yeah she seems so very damaged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless somebody is a truly awful person, then I generally hope that things go well in their lives for them. Um, <laughs> it's funny as I've gotten older, I definitely have gotten more mellow. Uh, yeah. Like if somebody cuts me off in traffic. I used to have really horrible thoughts about what I hoped happened to them. <laughs> and now I kind of talk myself down to, I just hope they don't hurt anybody. <laughs> you know? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, other than like, I hope they flip over into that ditch. Oh, I mean, I used to have thoughts like, I hope that guy blows out a tire and goes spinning <laughs> off the road into a fiery grave. <laughs> or, But then you learn the hard way that car accidents aren't all fun in games. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But hey, I was just sitting there minding my own business when I got into mine. I wasn't cutting anybody off. I wasn't passing on the right. <laughs> you were stopped. In yeah, the I was highway. stuck in yeah in a construction traffic. I wanted to just keep on going. I know, I know, but places to go, people to meet. <laughs> yeah, he apparently had a more high demand job than I did, <laughs> or, or or less attention. I'm right, guessing. Yeah, maybe he just had to poop. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is that it probably took care of two things at once then. <laughs> oh, God. On, on a very serious note, I am so thankful every day that you are, like, completely better. Yeah, yeah, me too. It wow. is truly miraculous. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful three, four times a week. <laughs> but not every day. Exactly. <laughs> I got other stuff on my mind. Yeah, I don't blame you. Fair enough, I mean, fair I probably enough. don't even think about it every day. <laughs> But I appreciate that you're a, a more considerate person than either of us. Oh, Alan. You guys. I don't know. I just imagine Alan Ski just sitting in his house. Like, we haven't talked in three or four days. And he's like, hmm, sure, I'm glad that I recovered from that accident. Exactly. Just randomly. God sends my angel back to me, and I'm not taking advantage. <laughs> Nicole, his wife, is like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, I think you know. (laughs) (laughs) She'd get him a tiny gong that he can ring every time he thinks. (laughs) That'd be sweet. It's been 36 hours since I heard the gong. (laughs) I would probably set an alarm on my phone just to call him up and hit the gong. (laughs) Just be a daily reminder. He's like, gosh dang it, I wish I hadn't bought that stupid gong. <laughs> yeah, like, At some point, he'd stop answering the phone. All right. He's like, he'll just leave a message again. I just I just won't listen to it. All right. Then I, I end up having like seven messages from him in a week, all just, just gong. <laughs> and a night. 
You're, you wake up, you've got seven gong voicemails from Steve. <laughs> You're like, dude, what'd you do last night? He's like, oh, me and Nicole got it on. But <laughs> <laughs> when they were just banging up against the gong. <laughs> I think we agree to be a tiny gong, not the kind that you could... <laughs> You know, I have any kind of. Well, if I put it on the headboard, oh, maybe the motion would. Yeah. As a reminder, like I'm there with you every time. That's right, yeah. <laughs> maybe Alan is their safe word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I think this I'm their getting... danger word. <laughs> this is getting odder. <laughs> we had a, what our, our safe word at um, my last job. <laughs> <laughs> my what? Last, and my last job was Tallahassee. <laughs> uh, why did you need a safe word? <laughs> Just, you know, if somebody calls, like, a meeting or something, okay. and you're like, oh, what is this about? You know, if it, you just want to let people know that it's not bad news. It's nothing oh, okay. major. It's just, you know, I'll explain it at 3.15 or whatever. Uh, We'd always put Tallahassee in the subject line. Mm, that yeah. way people wouldn't stress, like, oh, shit, they're finally firing Carol or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like if... Uh, whenever, whenever, whenever I send that out as a red herring, it's like... We can't, we can't raise a panic. Yeah, yeah just no, say Tallahassee. Nobody's going to violate the sanctity of mm-hmm. Tallahassee. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know about this Carol person that, like, every time you get a meeting, you're like, it's, <laughs> it's finally just, time. It seems like that would be example. a good thing if they finally went ahead and pulled the trigger, not so much <laughs> that they would be worried. Just example. <laughs> She's just a sweet old lady. I mean, she makes a lot of mistakes. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> that was one thing, talking about sweet old ladies, uh, you know, we've been watching Superstore and still working our way through that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's at the end of an episode, like, there's an old lady on there <laughs> that uh, is, is really funny, but apparently she passed away during yeah. the filming. Um, oh, like, really passed away? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. And they had, you know, like, a little, like, in memoriam type sure, thing yeah. at the end of an episode. Yeah. Maybe just a picture of her face with, uh, you know, whatever. But yeah. then she appeared, like, a couple episodes later, yeah. <laughs> which I'm guessing... Yeah, they must uh, either recorded out of order or oh, they, they yeah. maybe... Yeah, she probably died in real yeah. life, you know... And that's when they put up the memorial mm-hmm. thing, but they still had probably several episodes. In the can, yeah. Yeah. So it was, just, it was kind of weird. Though. I was like, wait, didn't she? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, makes sense. But anyway, so. All right, so you will. You can jump back in. When you're ready. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, yeah. So uh, Sophia mentions that it's humiliating that Dorothy doesn't have a date, mm-hmm. but humiliating for herself. Uh, she tells them that uh, she's, or Dorothy says she's contacted all the men she knows, and they all gave her the same lame excuse. I don't want to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems fair enough, really. Yeah. Blanche enters the kitchen and asks Dorothy if she's uh, finally found a date. And when she replies, you know, she hasn't. She says she doesn't want to go. Blanche offers to help uh, by loaning her one of her uh, guy pals. Sophia tells uh, a story about why this wedding is so important. Uh, that Jenny is marrying the grandson of Giuseppe Mangia Cavallo, uh, the man that stood her up at the altar back in Sicily. Right. Uh, he apparently left. Uh, the country for America on a cattle boat. Uh, that night, while crying, she uh, put a curse on him and his family that uh, neither him nor they uh, would ever know true love. Uh, they would all be sterile, which mm-hmm. doesn't quite match up with uh, mm-hmm. genetics. <laughs> uh, that his hair will never lie flat, and that his socks will always slip down into his shoes. Mm-hmm. Dorothy breaks in, uh, or breaks it to her mother that Giuseppe is rich, healthy, and has had a very amazing life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia explains that it's a very slow hatching curse and that um, he's fallen to a false sense of security over the past 70 years, but now it's about to all fall apart. Mm. You know, if, I don't know. If he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to become sterile at age 78. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, it's like more of a blessing than a curse at that point. Uh, yeah, I, uh, there was a part in there where she was talking about what her dowry was going to be oh, to yes. his family, and it was... Uh, Two chickens, a ladle, and a goat to be named later, which I really enjoyed that because you know, a lot of times there are like trades and professional sports or uh-huh. like a player to be named later. Yeah. <laughs> I thought and I Dor- enjoyed that. Dorothy even mentioned that they were a very wealthy family. Right, yeah. <laughs> or well off or something. Yeah, something of that nature. There was, um, I guess, two things. I always like it when it's like, you know, office equipment and stuff, like in baseball every once in a while. You'll get all that stuff, oh, yeah. but it's like, and also a, a dozen laptops or yeah. you know, <laughs> six ergonomic <laughs> office chairs or, you know, just random shit they need. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that kind of stuff has kind of stopped, but there was definitely a period in baseball yeah. where you'd get all kinds of weird shit that would get traded from yeah. one to another. Uh, back, I think, before it was quite as big of a business as yeah. it is now. But yeah, that's great. 
There was um there were in the book Moneyball, uh, they were talking about that and just random things or whatever. Um, but Billy Bean, at one point he was trying to finagle a trade or something like that. And basically, long story short, he ended up getting a a player from the opposing team that they were playing in three hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now is that based on a true story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought because I know aspects of it were true, but I didn't know how much. Yeah, yeah, it's a phenomenal book. Have you seen the movie? Because mm-hmm. I've not read the book, but I saw the movie. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Um, like, I'd read the book, um, and then the Brad Pitt movie came mm-hmm. out. Is it pretty faithful to the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And then um, I reread the book, actually, a uh, month or two back. It still holds up. I saw a um, a player in the NBA recently. He has an, an odd name. I think his name is Ish. Okay. Ish Smith. Something like that, anyway. Okay. He got recently traded, and it was going to be his, like, 14th different team in 14 seasons or wow. in 13 seasons. Yeah. And so many times, I felt kind of bad for the guy. I mean, obviously, he's rich. He's played professional sports. Got a pretty for, good uh, jersey yeah. collection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was, like, so many times he, had, he would get traded from a team, and then – he would end up with that team. He'd start the next season with that team. Then they would trade him midseason. It wasn't even off season. Half the time yeah. he was getting traded in the middle of the season. But uh, I was like, wow, that guy, yeah, he really has his frequent flyer miles just mm-hmm. going from home to home. I've not heard of him. Is he relatively good? I mean, obviously, I he's mean, not a good, good player. They probably wouldn't be trading him, but yeah. sometimes they. I guess he's probably like a role player. I'm not yeah. nearly as into the NBA when I was because it wasn't a name. I think I'd heard the name before, probably just seeing it. From other transactions he's right. been a part of, yeah. but yeah, I think he's just a role player kind of a guy who, you know, apparently that isn't valuable enough, enough yeah. but is you know for a team to keep, but valuable enough that someone might want him. Yeah, <laughs> or he's probably just his salaries help make other trades work <laughs> out better. Maybe yeah, but he's definitely padding the uh, the trade mm-hmm. options, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has to be some kind of record. I'd be curious to see. What professional athletes played crazy. on the most yeah. different teams? Yeah. Say fourteen and fourteen seasons. Yeah, or maybe it was thirteen and thirteen, but something. That's, yeah, you still know, along those lines. Mm-hmm. Let's hope he uh, keeps up this this unbroken streak. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How many teams are there? Twenty eight or thirty? Or thirty. Thirty. Yeah. yeah. So thirty and thirty for thirty. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he makes it thirty years in the NBA, I'll be pretty impressed by that alone. <laughs> that's true. That's that'd be a storied. Uh, the old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so What's, the uh, What's that? What's the record? I don't know. I, I said I'd be curious to find out what it is. but not I mean, like 20 seasons? Like how many? Oh, how many seasons has one player played? Yeah. Um, it's probably been around 22, 23, something like that. Gotcha. Uh, Carl Malone, I think. Um, he was pretty, yeah, he was pretty like 40-something when he, mm-hmm. when he retired. Mm-hmm. And I know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played a really long time, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Carl Malone might hold a record for number of seasons mm-hmm. played. Nailed it. Yep, exactly. I know things. Well, we talked about that in a recent episode, but I don't remember what we it did. was. I remember that. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, we were probably singing Larry Bird's praises. You were. <laughs> so. He came up as a so, right. So, you know, he kind of ties into this episode because he likes jazz. That's true. Carl Malone's? Yeah. Well, he played for the jazz. Oh, yeah. You know, Utah? Yeah. Gotcha. They're so well known for their big jazz. And Rose uh, talked about Kansas jazz. Kansas City, right? Uh, I think they came from uh, New Orleans. Oh, the New which, Orleans jazz? Which mm. totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Kansas City jazz, isn't that a thing? It may have been. They may have gone from Kansas City to New Orleans and then over to Utah before they finally yeah. settled into a you know place for long enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, all I know is that from Utah, that they went from New Orleans to Utah. But prior I can't to that, I don't remember know. who the Blues play for. I mean, that was uh, St. Louis. That's hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. St. Louis. St. Louis Blues? Mm-hmm. For some reason, like, three things stick out in my mind for Kansas City. Okay. We got Kansas City Jazz, which I believe is, you know, they play the sports. Um, <laughs> Kansas City Barbecue. Right. You know, which, you know, they sell it. Delicious. You know, you're grocer. <laughs> um, and then um, our listener, Jenny. Right. Jennifer. Jenny, so you're on that close of a basis now? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. What it is. I just know her on the Instagram. She's Metal Spice. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's what it appears there, but... I think she goes. Yeah, Jenny. Jen, Jen, or well, I mean Dabo. Jennifer. Yeah, that's so it's Jennifer on the Facebook. Yeah, Jennifer gotcha. Bobo. On Metal the Spice, you said. Yes, I like that. It's yeah. like the, the the lost uh, Spice Girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> that might be it, actually. The uh, tie-in. Yeah, she's into the music. Very cool. She's a big Queen fan, though. She is. So. She is. She's not uh, has the uh, the Freddie Mercury tattoos. Well, perhaps if she hears this episode, and I do think she's one of our most uh, consistent listeners, mm-hmm. um, then, so. then maybe she can uh, let us know what the metal spice is in reference to. Yeah. 
Well, it seems like a tie-in right away. Mm-hmm. That she likes Queen because it's, it's kind of metal. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard him describe Definitely it as such. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, Blanche, again, offers to Dorothy to set her up with one of her many, many men. All right. Uh, Dorothy asks about... Uh, well, you think Dorothy just go back to Glenn O'Brien, you know? I she needs know. a date. He seems, he seems uh, like a fallback, right? Exactly. He's available. Friend with benefits. <laughs> and and probably willing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She says she called all the men she knew, so I guess he said no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that's true. Unless that's she, true, yeah. Unless she no longer knows him. So she points out a man named Doug, which I guess she's aware of. <laughs> aware of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Blanche scoffs at the idea, since uh, he is on her A-list. Uh, he's a judge that's fun to be with and uh, apparently offers other legal benefits, uh, e.g. no speeding tickets for the last several months, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he's a hanging judge, if you know what I mean. Dorothy <laughs> 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 snaps at Blanche that uh, she's not truly generous. Uh, she only helps if it won't neg- negatively affect her own options. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche clearly takes offense to this. Uh, Sophia suggests that uh, she ask Claude Hughes but Dorothy said that he's an ugly uh, dullard, and uh, he already said he didn't want to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, the Kansas City Jazz is a women's rugby team. Uh, they don't appear to have any other Kansas City Jazz <laughs> <laughs> that I'm finding anything else about. Well, that's clearly what he was thinking, then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Big-time sports. <laughs> well, let's see. I care as much about women's rugby as I do <laughs> any other sport. <laughs> Send me a text for that. I want to buy him a, a, a Kansas City Jazz <laughs> yes. shirt. I, I don't know if it's a big enough uh, team that they have. You can have. find anything online. Oh, sure. <laughs> Heck, if I just get the logo, I'll make it myself. There you go. <laughs> we'll all be wearing matching T-shirts. <laughs> for the Kansas City Jazz rugby team. <laughs> yes. I have a Springfield Isotopes shirt. Have I yeah, ever worn a I think yeah. you have once. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great shirt. Isn't it? It's got the, like, Adam yeah. symbol on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so we change scenes. Well, it's the Albuquerque isotopes, right? That's Correct. what you have. Yeah. 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 Uh, in the living room, Dorothy asks uh, for the paper, but Sophia just sits on it, uh, still upset that her daughter hasn't secured a date for the wedding. Dorothy then says that the next time she'll just ask for a candlestick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sophia's eyes got kind of large about that. Uh, Rose enters the house and is upset. Blanche over-enthusiastically offers to help in any way, uh, proclaiming that she's an awesome friend. And then stares at Dorothy as if to rub it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose says that she can't go to the wedding because Miles is out of town at a teaching seminar. She then explains that uh, on her wedding night, she and Charlie had the most passionate night of their lives. Then every uh, successive wedding they attended, they'd go back home and get it on to the <laughs> Song of Norway album. <laughs> she says that uh, she can't go to the wedding without Miles. Uh, she's afraid she'll get all horned up and throw herself at a random stranger like the caterer. Right. Uh, Blanche see, doesn't see the problem. Uh, Dorothy interjects, saying that uh, they would look after her and make sure she doesn't do anything she'd regret. Rose says that they are good friends, and again, Blanche tries to overemphasize this compliment to Dorothy. Right. She offers uh, to get uh, Dor- she offers to get Dorothy a guy from her A list, kind of grasping the straws at this point. Uh, Dorothy asks for Doug, but Blanche keeps offering other options. Eventually, but though she relents and gives up Doug. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells uh, Dorothy to be careful, as uh, he is the only he's only quote on loan from the Blanche Devereaux collection. Right, a good reference back to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it, it is funny though. I mean, I guess we'll get to Doug here in a, a minute because um, we haven't quite met him just yet. But it is something when I look at uh, the different men that they end up going out with. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes me optimistic if I ever end up single in the future. <laughs> <laughs> because other than like Rocco and you know, there's yeah. one, there's a guy here and there where I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to be that handsome when yeah, I'm 50 yeah. or 60 yeah, years yeah. old. But a lot of them, like, I could hit that. <laughs> like, not, not, that I could, not that I would hit that. I could attain sure. that goal of, uh-huh. you know, yeah. attractiveness. Well, yeah, they're not going to probably watch the episode. And if they do, they'll watch it separate. So we can just say, he's kind of a tubby, bald guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's not like, I mean, he's a judge. So I guess there's that. Yeah, sure. And they say he's fun. So mm-hmm. there's always, you know, personality points. But, uh, yeah, like you said to, to that point, he isn't anything that's like, oh wow, yeah, right. He's I mean, just I'm, a stunning I man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't ever anticipate being on the market, but at least it makes me feel like, yeah, if I was, there's, you know, there's hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not gonna be lonely forever. <laughs> yeah, I can, 
I could find a Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, okay? So I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, okay. Look, it sure looks like you are. <laughs> He's got the kind of side eye going, doesn't he? Yes. It's like, you think you're a fucking Doug? You're no Doug. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to concede you're more attractive than Doug or okay. when you reach that age. Right. So Doug's what, 62 or whatever? Ish, yeah, somewhere okay. in that ballpark. So when you're 62, I believe you'll be more attractive than Doug. Okay. okay. Now the question is, do you feel that you'll be more attractive to compensate for the fact that you're not a judge? Hmm. Well, here's the thing is, even though I'm not a judge, I think, unless things go wrong, when I'm 62, I will at least be financially stable. Uh-huh. And I think that's a big part of the attraction to the judge. I don't necessarily know that it's like, oh, he's a judge. and ju-. I mean, maybe that may be somebody's thing. He's got the fridge benefits. He's a pillar of the community. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff that goes along with it. I would, I would argue with the pillar of the community just based on his... Uh, Lack of morals that we find out later on. Well, I mean, he, he maybe a politician. I mean, yes. right. <laughs> I mean, he certainly has his his other aspects about his personality and and his stature and yeah. whatnot that would, you know, give attract him, some ladies. For yeah, sure. yeah, certainly. Yeah. But I, I just think that I think at the end of the day, I think if uh, most people when they get to a certain age, they just want somebody who is. Stay, able to stand on their own two feet. You know what I mean? I, I think as long as you're not like, oh, I'm going to have to support this person, uh-huh. and maybe that person, you know, at least could be an equal partner gotcha. um, financially and, and whatnot, exactly. then I think most people are cool with it once you get to a certain age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would definitely say the Golden Girls because they seem to always be in financial straits. Oh, well, yeah, it doesn't take much to match where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do spend very frivolously sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of gowns for all these various dress or dresses for these various. Agree. Yeah, yeah. They have, they're always volunteering their time, which is exactly. nice. But it seems like if they're that strapped for cash, maybe a few extra yeah. hours on the job <laughs> yeah, might help. One less gala to score. Yeah. <laughs> Raising a little bit of money for themselves versus mm-hmm. twelve different charities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, she's on loan to the, from the Blanche Devereaux collection. Uh, we change scene again. Following the wedding, uh, the girls are now walking into a reception hall. Dorothy comments on how lovely it was and that uh, nothing went wrong, uh, putting that towards Sophia. Mm-hmm. Sophia retorts, though, that the uh, curse doesn't work in churches, and just to give it time. Right. Uh, Rose asks the girls if they notice the buns on the priest, <laughs> and they tell her to relax and you know just take a breath. Rose adds that uh, she hopes they don't uh, play the St. Olaf wedding march, uh, which apparently became quite popular after Laurel and Hardy used mm-hmm. as a theme song. Right. I looked it up, and it was... Uh, I listened to it. it was it, their theme song was entitled "Dance of the Cuckoos." Oh, okay. I could I could imagine that being played at a wedding then, without <laughs> without having heard the song just based on the title alone. I mean, they play the chicken dance. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> definitely along the lines of that. So if it had any kind of a little catchy dance uh, routine that went along with it, then <laughs> nothing sexier than a slide whistle. That's true. <laughs> if I if I listened to it more recently, I could actually hum a few bars, but it was earlier, so. Uh, Rose walks off, and Dorothy tells uh, Blanche <clears throat> that they'll need to keep an eye on her. Sophia goes to find Giuseppe and show him how beautiful she turned out, and you know that he missed out on her for right. his whole life. Dorothy thanks Blanche for setting her up with Doug, uh, saying that she's having a very, or he seems to be a, be a very nice man. Meanwhile, Blanche regrets coming as her date, a doctor, was unable to attend uh, due to an emergency appendectomy, his own appendix. <laughs> <laughs> So Doug shows up and suggests that they uh, go ahead and get their seats. <coughs> Meanwhile, Sophia meets up with Giuseppe, and uh, he's excited to see her after so many years, uh, saying that her eyes still light up a room. She replies uh, kind of coldly that she had cataracts. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Giuseppe, to me, didn't sound even slightly Italian. Like, oh, you mean voice. as far as like a, a, an voice. accent? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he definitely had, had lost any accent, it would appear. Yeah. But I guess he was a, a young man when he came to yeah. the United States. So, but Sophia doesn't really have much of an accent at all either. Yeah. No, but unless she she's actually saying a, an Italian yeah, word. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Sophia then lays on him that uh, she's cursed him, and all of his happiness is about to end. Mm-hmm. He laughs, basically saying that the curse is from you know the old country. Uh, he walks away, but uh, he does have to stop and pull up his socks. Right. Uh, Sophia smiles in satisfaction. Don't you feel like 
if you were someone who, you know, there's kind of like the joke mm-hmm. or the implication that this is a lifelong problem yeah, as yeah. the stock's falling down. I feel like you would go ahead and just break down and get yourself some sock garters. At a something, point. yeah. If it was go something. barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, there are people who wear shoes without socks. Yeah. And if mine were always falling down, I think I might be one of those guys. Now, it bothers me when I see it on a person, <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. would bother me more to deal with the socks all the time. Going forward, you can just think, oh, Sicilian curse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, you guys mm. know that I watch some videos on YouTube. I've mentioned it once Occasionally, or twice. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> uh, one time I actually saw <clears throat> excuse me, a video about a guy talking about you know how to dress nicer and snappier, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually had some sock garters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I would ever want to do that. And the way it went, though, mm-hmm. is like it went from his uh, sock through his pants up to snapping onto his shirt. Okay. Front and back, I guess. Okay. And then it's supposed to like keep your shirt nice and tucked in yeah. and your socks up. Oh, okay. Like, I guess it makes sense from a utilitarian standpoint. Hey, it yeah. just seems uncomfortable. Yeah, I would think so too. Uh, I guess it would depend too on what you're doing it for. Like if I was like, oh, I really need to look at my best because I have a job interview or this important meeting. Yeah. So I'm going to do this thing to keep everything right in place yeah. until it's over. Then I guess, you know, but I feel like if it was anything longer <laughs> than yeah. that well, kind this, of a circumstance. This guy was also way skinnier than me, so having a perfectly <laughs> tucked shirt looked good on him. <laughs> where for me, it was like, ah, nah, I got to poof it out a little bit and hide this belly of mine. Well, just, so what I thought of when you were like, you know, so basically the shirt's connected to the socks mm-hmm. and the garters are holding everything towards the center. You know, I thought of Mitch Hedberg where he talks about, you know, my belt holds up my pants, but my belt loops hold up my belt. <laughs> Who's the real hero here? <laughs> I do. I remember that. That's an awesome joke. So many of his jokes are awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a, definitely a loss for our society. Mm-hmm. The king Agreed. of observational humor mm-hmm. and one-liners. Mm-hmm. I would say one-liners more than observational humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess a lot of comics have that. Mm. But uh, as the night goes on, we see Dorothy and Doug having a good time on the dance floor. Blanche comments to Sophia that Dorothy looks quite happy, and Sophia gives a rare compliment that uh, she done good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche says that uh, this must be the joy of giving, and that it feels a little bit like cramps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a man with a tray of hors d'oeuvres offers uh, some cocktail wieners to Rose. She kind of turns around with the bright eyes and is uh, a little more than interested and makes a soft pass at him. <laughs> and uh, Dorothy sits at the table while Doug goes to the men's room. She comments to Blanche that uh, she's having a very nice time, and Blanche explains that uh, there's a fine line between that and becoming an obvious wanton slut. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. And she knows from experience. <laughs> right. I think that I know my toe's been on that line. <laughs> I think it may have been over slightly. I mean, based so. on some of her stories. Uh, Giuseppe asks Sophia to dance, but uh, Sophia shuts him down, uh, again claiming that the curse is about to take hold. Uh, Dorothy insists that there is no such thing and to just drop this whole thing. Just then, though, the bride and groom have a very loud and disruptive fight right on the dance floor. Uh, Giuseppe excuses himself to go check on the couple, again stopping to pull up his socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug returns and asks Dorothy to dance, but uh, Blanche cuts in and pulls him out to the floor. Dorothy asks her mother if she can believe that, you know, commenting on Blanche uh, just grabbing him like that. But Sophia is too excited about the curse finally kicking in after 70 years. She then asks her daughter if they if she thinks they'll be allowed to take home the centerpieces. Right. Do you guys have anything after that? Um, I don't think so. I mean, there was a, another line in there where I think Blanche says something to the effect of, I'm not going to take this line down. And Sophia replies, I don't think you were invited. Oh, um, yeah. Or, that, or my I little. That? I don't think I, I heard. I think it's coming up. Okay. So then no, I think I'm all, uh, all set. Awesome. Same. So in this next one, I'll usually I'll like kind of announce a scene change and stuff. Sure. This one it seemed like it wasn't really ever a scene change where it cut. Mm-hmm. It's like it just kept going back scene to scene where they're in different locations. Oh sure, yeah. They had a lot of different uh, different backgrounds in this mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, we flash forward again, and Blanche has been Blanche has been hogging Doug's uh, time for about thirty minutes. Sophia then uh, tells her to calm down and clarifies that it's ruining her happy day because mm-hmm. uh, Dorothy's getting a little. I guess whiny. Right. Meanwhile, a man approaches a hot and bothered Rose, telling her that her eyes are twirling around in a very attractive way. Mm-hmm. He came know. off as really creepy. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know about the twirling around thing. That to me doesn't sound like an attractive thing for the I eyes to do. I don't even know. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. even know exactly what that means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think it's illustrated in the show very well. I guess, like, you just, like, looking around uh, crazy. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. yeah, that's exactly. To me, it sounds like someone would be like, do you need to sit down? Do you need medicine? Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> you look yeah, like Are you okay? To, what is going on? Seizure? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Is there a bug going around or something? <laughs> yeah. There's a reason Marty Feldman wasn't the Burt Reynolds of his time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she explains that she can only uh, do that at weddings. Uh, then Rose makes a quick exit, probably sensing danger. Uh, back at the table, Dorothy comments about how Blanche is monopolizing uh, Doug and that she's, quote, not going to take it lying down. Ah. Sophia replies that she probably isn't invited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Blanche comes back to the table and says that she just needs to fix her face. Dorothy kind of quickly grabs her hand, and, and uh, the two dart off to the uh, ladies' room. Rose sits down at the table and asks Sophia if she's the only person who wants to rip off her clothes and do the hokey pokey. <laughs> Sophia, again with a good reply, uh, says that everyone else is just waiting for someone to get them started. Right. Uh, in the bathroom, Dorothy confronts Blanche for taking over Doug's attention. Blanche says that uh, if she'd only chosen someone from her B list, she wouldn't be so darn attracted to him, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a... As we discussed, he's quite the looker. Oh, yeah, definitely. Blanche goes into the bathroom stall, and Dorothy quickly closes the door behind her and leans against it to hold it shut. Uh, Blanche immediately asks her to let her out, uh, and that you know she's being held as a violation of her civil rights. Mm-hmm. Dorothy has a good line. She says, uh, you've got the time and the paper. Maybe you can write a long letter to your senator. Yeah. <laughs> it seems odd that she would immediately ask her to let him out, because uh, ask to be let out, because she went in there for something. Yeah, you would assume. That she had to use the bathroom or something. Right. Unless she was just going to get toilet paper or something. Yeah, uh, I think sometimes they just go in there to sit and think. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> Is that, that what you learn as ladies? Exactly. <laughs> in your 44 years, or 45 years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back. <laughs> I think you're projecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you go to the bathroom to sit. I just think you maybe sit, stay in the bathroom to just sit and think. Mm-hmm. She didn't bring her cell phone or anything, so <laughs> yeah. she can't play her games. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to the bathroom just to wash my hands, you know. Yeah, but you don't know, just go in there and hang, right? No, but I mean, just uh, like not even that they need to be washed or anything, or that I'm OCD or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like you know, I just need a moment to organize my thoughts. Oh, okay. You know, so I'll excuse myself and go in there and just wash my hands for a moment. Mm-hmm. I get you get you that Zen moment that you need to yeah yeah because let's be clear my head and organize my thoughts <laughs> and figure out all right what's going to happen next. So is that like when you're like, hey, can I go to the bathroom real quick? It's because you're getting a little too worked up <laughs> and you need, <laughs> need a chance to go off. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes I need to dump out. Other times I just need to wash my hands and organize my thoughts. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Would that. you rather I just sit here like stare at the wall pensively, <laughs> <laughs> doing my breathing exercises? <laughs> right. I don't know. Some of our earlier episodes, I think maybe you hadn't figured out that bathroom trick yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you're so gold now, because uh, yeah. you've got it all figured out. Uh-huh. We've also been uh, better about recording earlier in the day. That's true. Well, why, well, we had some pretty late episodes. Yeah, yeah, I don't do well late at night. But, uh, oh that yeah, that so learning she's... curve, though, helped us weed out the riffraff when it comes to listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only want people who are dedicated and listen to us no matter what our quality of level exactly. is that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 1,300 suckers who never made it to episode two. <laughs> There's only 900 that didn't make it to episode two. Some of them came back, I bet. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably. Yeah, I'll give them a second try. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead to season <laughs> one, episode months. 20. Let's see if the boys are grown. <laughs> yeah, because that's how I usually do a podcast. I listen uh-huh. to one, and I'm like, that sucked. Then I'm like, you know what? I bet they're better now yeah, <laughs> than they yeah. used to be because there's so few options out there. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right, yeah. Precious, precious few. Right. Um, so, yeah, so she's trapped in the stall. Uh, back at the table, poor Rose is uh, sitting with Doug and explaining to him that her boyfriend is away and that she's not available unless he likes jazz. Right. He tells her that, you know, uh, he's got Dizzy Gillespie back at his place. Rose asks, does he like jazz? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was actually, that may be my favorite line. That was a pretty good line. Uh, Mr. Gillespie, for anyone who doesn't know, is a legendary jazz trumpeter and composer. Mm-hmm. I believe from Kansas City. Maybe, maybe. Uh, they leave uh, together. <laughs> uh, Giuseppe then comes to Sophia explaining that there are multiple problems popping up and she needs to uh, uh, remove the curse you know, so things will straighten back out. She smugly retorts, oh, so now you believe? Mm-hmm. And she asks why she should help him. 
He explains that uh, leaving her was the hardest decision of his life, and that he didn't do it to hurt her, but to ensure that he wasn't uh, tied to a small Sicilian village for his entire life, and that he was just a scared young kid. Yeah. I like. I think he says that she was like the most attractive girl in the town, and yeah, she's he, like, "Yeah, I was quite a dish back yeah. then." She says she mm-hmm. was uh, quite a catch, and he adds that she had the longest legs of any girl in the village. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But she's pretty short, so right. It seems like <laughs> proportionately. <laughs> it's almost as if that's the joke. <laughs> I do like that. Um, you know, like Sophia's Sicilian village in Saint Olaf. They're like these just weird places that like normal rules don't apply. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even physics rules, it seems sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. And I guess some of the you know stories Blanche tells about her you know southern burg, <laughs> yeah, seem a little. You know. Well, it's like with but the other two, it just seems that they live in these odd kind of backwards you know uh-huh. places or come from. Whereas with Blanche, it's almost more like a, this very stereotypical. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but but even more so on that end, like her her tales seem to change oh, well, details sure. from time to time. Like every story is a little different. Yeah, it's a spice of life. That's right. So where was I? Oh yeah, longest legs in the village. Uh, back in the bathroom, Dorothy still has Blanche trapped in the stall and is arguing with her about being selfish and uh, how it's you know, added up over the years. Mm-hmm. Jenny, you know, her goddaughter is just a few stalls away and comes out and uh, says, Aunt Dorothy, you're right. You can't trust people. She tells the girls that Joey, her new husband, had just confessed to some of the things that had happened uh, during his bachelor party. Yeah. So real quick, let's pause on this real quick. Sure. So it's her niece. It's her goddaughter. Um, but she just calls she, her Aunt Dorothy. Well, she also called Blanche Aunt Blanche. So I think, oh, I think there may be thing. kind Maybe of thing. Maybe yeah. gotcha. term of endearment more than but an you actual be both. official title. You yeah. can be both. Like, gotcha. I'm, I'm the godfather to uh, one of my nephews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling that it's probably more along the lines, though, that yeah. I okay. doubt that she is the daughter of, um, you know, Gloria or whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Or Phil, so. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, it would... It seems like that would make, you know, Giuseppe and Sophia brother and sister. (laughs) (laughs) So probably best they didn't get married. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sophia did say she was briefly engaged to her brother. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I think I remember that. Blanche pipes in uh, that, you know, bachelor parties can be fun. (laughs) Dorothy points out that uh, she may be overreacting, though, and that Joey was honestly uh, telling her the truth, right? Mm -hmm. He was being honest with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that uh, it's a little bit different of, than five years of betrayal of trust. Uh, she says that she slams her, her fist on the stall door. Blanche uh, then threatens to write on the uh, wall for a good time called Dorothy's Bornack. Mm-hmm. Dorothy kind of laughs and points out that they're in the ladies' room. Blanche just replies, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy tells Jenny to go uh, and talk to Joe. Dorothy tells Jenny to go talk to Joey and... Uh, that talking is very critical to relationships. Sure. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're just married, so yeah. hopefully they get good at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blanche uh, is now free from the stall, agrees with Dorothy, uh, and kind of announces, uh, or, but Dorothy still doesn't want to talk to her. Yeah. Meanwhile, Giuseppe, uh, in order to make things right with Sophia and with the curse, stands up, kind of does a little uh, rapping, uh, takes his fork on a the, the champagne glass. Right, to get attention, yeah. Yeah, stands and announces to the crowd that uh, Sophia stood him up at the altar 70 years ago and that she has now refused a second uh, marriage proposal right here and there, mm-hmm. right then and there, and that uh, from now on he will be gay. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I enjoyed that one. Because it wasn't a, a joke that was anti-gay, um, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I thought it was a funny joke. It was like if you can't have her, he yeah, doesn't want any woman. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That it's like I'm just going to go to the other team because I can't get the one on this mm-hmm. team that I want. So, <laughs> Sophia seems very satisfied with this and uh, is about to go with him to find the newlyweds to patch things up. Uh, when Blanche and Dorothy return to the table and ask if she's seen Rose, she explains that oh yeah, he left with uh, she left with Doug. Dorothy and Blanche realize that they were fo- so focused on their own selfish squabble that they'd let Rose down, mm-hmm. having promised to be by her side and help her stay away from. Self-seeking men, like Doug. Yep, exactly. Sophia and Giuseppe are walking to the hotel, uh, to the bridal suite, to talk to the kids and sort things out. Uh, he unlocks the door, and Sophia opens it up, and uh, immediately comments to the couple, sorry, don't stop on my account. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems as though they had worked things out on themselves. Yep. 
or by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Both. Right, yeah, it works yeah. out. On themselves and by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we change scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, back at the reception, Sophia and Giuseppe are dancing close. Blanche and Dorothy sit at the table, and Blanche basically begs Dorothy to speak to her, even if it's just to be mean, so long as she cares enough to say something. Mm-hmm. Dorothy says, you stink, but then realizes she really doesn't have a whole lot of right to be so self-righteous about her issues with Blanche. Uh, when she herself wasn't a good enough friend to keep her promise to Rose. Blanche comments that she hopes Rose will forgive them, and Dorothy responds uh, that she will. That's what she does best. And I thought that was actually one of the best lines of the season. Yeah. Because it is what Rose does best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're always crapping on her, and she's always uh, forgiving them. That's why you and I are friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> she apologizes to Blanche and says that she just needs uh, to set Blanche for who she is. Then Doug returns and explains that the girl, or to the girls that he was taking Rose back to his place, uh, but they were ended up heading to the airport. Blanche snaps at him uh, indignantly, uh, saying that he took her to the place with the most, with the cheapest motel rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug corrects her that, no, 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 uh, she wanted to go to buy a plane ticket to go see Miles. The girls smile and uh, know that Rose made a safe a kind of sweet choice mm-hmm. to go see Miles. Again, what I was saying earlier, sometimes pricey because plane tickets aren't cheap. Right, <laughs> yeah. But it uh, seems like she's going to go have a good time with Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug brazenly asks one of the, girl, the girls both if either one of them want to dance. Dorothy points out the, uh, the hypocrisy that he had just left with one of their friends. Uh, but he replies, it's still early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Giuseppe and Sophia are still dancing, and he asks her, if she remembers uh, the old pasta restaurant they used to go to on Sundays, she lists some very cliche restaurant uh, tropes, like a checkered tablecloth, the wine bottle with a candle in it, mm-hmm. and uh, poor painting of the Coliseum. He says, oh, you remember. And she says, no, but the odds were in my favor. Right. <laughs> and that's where we close. So we had a, uh, a lot of guest actors in that episode. Yeah, um, a lot of people. Yep, six to be total. A bunch of background actors, too. Well, yeah, um, they didn't, of course, mention those, but accredited. No, that's not fair. Shocking. He showed up. <laughs> so put on I, tuxes and other things. One of the ways that I had thought about introducing this episode um, is to say uh, the husband of Dr. Cassandra Spellcraft. Mm. Would either of you two have gotten that reference by any chance? I haven't the slightest who that okay, is. Okay, well, then I'll get to it. Uh, Howard Duff, he played... Uh, Mengia Cavello. Mm-hmm. Um, this was uh, his only Golden Girls episode, 187 titles to his name, uh, 38 episodes of Flingo Road. He was in Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, was he Kramer? Uh, no, he was not, nor was he Kramer. Um, <laughs> he was in uh, 66 episodes of Mr. Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and he was in three episodes of Batman, the 1966 nice. version of Batman. Oh, cool. Uh, he played uh, Kabbalah, was his <laughs> character's name. Oh, wow, that's almost... And Almost lines up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and he was the uh, husband of Dr. Cassandra Spellcraft. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> like, that would, I would have had to wait I so wish long. I, I wish I did get that. Yeah, well, I would have had to wait so long to get to that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if either of those are actual comic book characters mm-hmm. or just specific to the show, but uh, we also had Stuart Nesbitt, uh, uh-huh. or Niz, Nislet, excuse me. He played okay. Doug. Doug. 185 times. I am Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> <laughs> 185 titles mm-hmm. for him. Also, his only Golden Girls. Um, he had a lot of credits, of course, but really they were all small things. I mean, he was on nine episodes of Bonanza and eight episodes of Dragnet, but mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything that I saw where I was like, oh, you would know him and from who, this who thing. And who was this one? Yeah. Uh, Doug. You're a big oh, fan no, of no. Simon and Simon. You may remember him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Assistant D.A. Nesbitt. <laughs> and then we had uh, Tanya uh, Louise. She played Jenny. This was her only Golden Girls, only three titles to her name. Um, of course, so you probably remember her as Bobby Lee and Please Don't Eat the Babies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had uh, Paul Collins. He I like played... that as plural. Like, you can have one. But... <laughs> right, not all of them, please. <laughs> exactly. Save some for others. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Paul Collins, he played the role of man. Mm-hmm. Um, 122 titles. For solid, solid work. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's a role I couldn't get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he tried many times. <laughs> he is in uh, one episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. This was his first of two Golden Girl episodes, so we will see him again. And he, one little interesting credit he had is the voice of John Darling in Peter Pan. Oh, cool. Um, 
Then we had a Jonathan Schmock. He played the waiter. Mm-hmm. 105 titles for him. Uh, he had a, a lot of interesting credits. Um, this was his first of three Golden Girls episodes. Mm-hmm. He was in a the episode Salesman, season ep- season 29, episode 16 of uh, The Simpsons. Okay. Uh, the episode's name was King Lear. We haven't had a lot of Simpsons voice actors on this so far. Yeah. Um, he was in The Penis Files <laughs> as <laughs> the uh, sexual anthropology professor at Stanford University. Mm. Uh, but he also had uh, turns in uh, Big Bang Theory, Shameless, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, as well as uh, seven episodes of Blossom and one episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Yes. Well, he's actually got around quite a bit. Yeah, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Bernholt, he plays the groom, mm-hmm. 11 titles for him, yeah. only three of them as an actor, and uh, this was his only Golden Girls. Yeah. So. He had the documentary, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was a, a... He barely had a speaking role. Like yeah, he yeah, really didn't say much, but... Um, so, Ski, how many, uh, or excuse me, who got your uh, MVP for this episode? I gave it to Doug. <laughs> to Doug? Really? Wow. I, I rarely get to root for a, a character that's smarmy and opportunistic. Uh-uh. So you rooted for Doug? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I thought he was just uh, slimy enough that I was like, you know what? He Good for him. Game, not the player. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he, he knows where he stands and he's okay yeah. with it. Who got your MVP for this one, Brent? Sophia. Mm. Um, both because, you know, you mentioned it, you know, her line about, you know, you used to be quite the dish, you know, yeah. the way she delivered that. And then also just the smug look um, when he first pulled his socks up. Yeah. Which you'll note he did not do again after she lifted the curse. That's true. Yeah, he did it like three times in the episode, but not after the curse <laughs> exactly. was lifted. So, um, yeah, I went with Sophia also. Yeah. I thought she gave a really solid performance overall. And uh, I like the fact that it was a an, it was an interesting way to fit in a B story. Mm-hmm. That, like, the B story was her curse. Yeah, um, yeah. But it all revolved around the wedding. I like that yeah, in a yeah. general sense. Uh, so, Ski, how many slices of cheesecake? I gave it 6.5. Oh, wow. It was a good episode, and I liked the fact that it had lots of engagement from all the characters. Okay. And how about you, Brent? Um, I'm just going with five. Um, I'd have gone six and a half if we would have got some closure with Rose. Uh, but she just, like, vanished. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to see her in well, a she... mile banging it out? No, we got enough of that <laughs> six and a half for you. <laughs> well, she did, we do know she went to the airport to get a plane ticket. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, she could have announced, like, I'm going to the airport to get my ticket, dirty, you know? Right. Pre- and then, like, Miles is, like, runs in. It's like, I couldn't be apart from you or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah, I gave it a five also. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a solid episode, but it wasn't mm-hmm. anything that I feel like I would go back and revisit, per yeah. se. You know, at least not specifically. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Well, uh, anything else to add before we close it out? No, I don't have anything else right now. No. I'm good. Okay. Well, stay golden, Coco. I'm going to wash my hands. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. It's only happened like twice in my life, um, but those two moments are like 20% of my 10 greatest moments in my life. And that's where like, um, you know, I take the one step from the toilet to the bathroom sink mm-hmm. and I hit my step goal for the day. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, two. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, your trip up to the bathroom was a, uh, you know, beneficial in multiple ways. Yeah. <laughs> so do you ever, if you ever feel like you're not getting enough steps in, do you just try to drink more so you have to go back and forth exactly. to the bathroom more often? Exactly. <laughs> now, what is your steps per day? Steps per 8,000. 8, do you know what, what's the highest number of steps you've ever measured? Uh, I think 28,000. 28,000, wow. Yeah. What, what were you doing that day? I think we are at Kings Island. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I had um, 113,000 last week. Oh, really? Like my personal record for a week. It's a hell of a week. Yeah. But that was when you were in Cincinnati and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was 28 in one day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I hit it most, I hit the 8,000 most days. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I, I hit, I don't know, I'd say most days. I'd probably get upwards of 100. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't track my steps. I should. Um, but. So 
I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. We used to, um, at a previous job, it was all synced up. And if you got in your steps or whatever, um, they put an extra 25 on your HSA each month. Oh, yeah? That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's totally worth it. Yeah, they have some different things in my job that are related to that type of stuff, but it's mm-hmm. nothing that's quite so. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost a little invasive mm-hmm. um, as far as like personal tracking and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. they do have a lot of things where it's like, do oh, you if to, you... Do you have to like opt into that? Like, yeah, 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 you have to opt in. Um, you know, as far as just like personal invasiveness, um, it's going to get a lot worse when you have to tell your boss you're heading out of state for your abortion. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, want the, you want the company to reimburse you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think that uh, the company I work for is progressive enough uh, <laughs> for anything of that nature. But um, they, um, you say I, unfortunately, because you're planning a lot of abortions, <laughs> right? Well, no, I say unfortunately <laughs> because I appreciate a company that would be that progressive. Exactly. My company is not progressive enough to give us Martin Luther King Day off, much <laughs> <Right>. less <laughs> cover cover any kind of. Um, you yeah, know. our plant will be open do. and running on the 4th. So. Right. You guys do have a soda fountain, though, right? Yes, that is true, yes. <laughs> so. With all the sugary drinks that you'd like to, that you exactly. can handle. Free of charge. And the, exactly. We, too, can have sugary drinks mm-hmm. for money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, um, you know, I see these companies stepping up and saying, yeah, we're going to do right. You know, don't worry. And then our company sent out an email saying, we're going to do what's permitted by law. <laughs> and I was like, well, a lot of wiggle room in that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does put out there that it's like, hey, if, if it's permitted by law that we reimburse you for this, then mm-hmm. we'll do it. Um, yeah. But we're not going to, you know, go head to head with Johnny Gubb. Exactly. <laughs> like I see I see various companies like stepping up and doing the right thing and all that sort. And part of me was like, I don't know how much that costs them to do that or to roll this benefit out, mm-hmm. but it seems like it'd be cheaper just to lobby your congressman and <laughs> get yeah. the law changed. Well, I don't know if you saw that uh, one of the Republican uh, pundits uh-huh. um, was saying something like, oh, they're just doing that because it's less expensive to cover the medical cost for that than it would be for a baby. <laughs> so, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, I don't think that there's there may be truth to that statement, but I don't believe there's truth to the sentiment behind the companies doing it. In my opinion, anyway. Um, I know I'm hitting. I may have mentioned this or whatever, but like I'm hitting my out of pocket, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm pretty much just playing with the house's money now. Good, so yeah. every elective thing I can do, right? I'm gonna get my vasectomy reversed and then put back on and then reversed. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap. Exactly. <laughs> can you get LASIK? It'd be a good time. I don't know. I don't know if that's I don't know. I think that's considered elective or whatever. Well, maybe you can get your know. doctor to say that it was necessary. Just keep bumping into things and exactly. say it's that your eyesight These is. These glasses, like, they just don't yeah. work for me at all. Exactly. The glasses are ruining his money maker. <laughs> Maybe like which part of them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. Um, are we running right now? We are recording. Yeah, we haven't actually kicked off the test, episode yet. Test. So, do you think we could take like a really hard left uh, or hard right uh, stance? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I think because most of our audience is ladies, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I'm sure they would appreciate. That. Well, it's something too, where it's like we've all we've been, you know, left leaning for the entire yeah. entirety of the podcast. But we don't talk politics a lot, then, no. you know, which I think is a good thing. I don't think even people who I agree with our stances. Yeah, yeah, I doubt they're tuning in to hear that. Yeah, exactly. But it would be something where, you know, we don't have that big of a loyal listener fan, or not fan, but listenership. Uh-huh. Um, regular listeners. I mean, it's not that huge of a number. I think Brent estimated it at three, which was a little low. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely higher than that. But I definitely think if we yeah, took we a hard tor- turn. We could torpedo it real easy. Yeah. And it's weird because we still have like low enough overall numbers that one week to the next can just see these dramatic differences. Like one week mm. one week to the next, we can see 50% less listens in the next week. Exactly. Um, and then the week after that, it'll double, you know, or whatever. What was that one week that we had a ton from like, was it Texas? Yeah. It yeah. like broke all of our records by a huge amount. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to think it's one of those things that we're like, everybody's like, Ninth or tenth choice for podcast to listen to, <laughs> and like if the other eight or nine are either on repeats or right. not posting Nothing a new, new episode. All right, well I guess I'll listen to that one. Well, I do think a five day week benefits us because <laughs> uh, I think when people have that holiday off, mm-hmm. then like Brent says, 
you, there may be a handful of people that were in their top couple, but I think there's also a significantly larger handful of people that were in their <laughs> seventh, eighth slot. Um, well, I think also, like in our timeline, Monday is the fourth, you know, and we'll be having a new episode. But mm-hmm. I'm sure there are more professional podcasts who are like, we don't post on the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think actually that's one thing I have always heard uh, or read yeah. in the limited research I've done is that being really consistent with yeah. when you with the frequency and the, you know, time and whatever. I think we're better off to, I think we're actually being professional posted on the holiday, um, especially since we're not actually working that day to do the podcast. But anyways, so you guys ready to jump into this episode? Test, test, test. Got a couple options here to choose from, and I'm just not sure which to go with. Go with with the shortest one. <laughs> I don't think it matters on the entry. Either way, it's not like one is going to be a diatribe. <laughs> Hello, we are here. Begin. Um, 